Welcome to Pursuing Me, the transformative podcast that takes you on a deliberate journey of self-discovery. Join us as we dive deep into the realms of mindfulness, personal growth, and finding balance. Through captivating stories, expert insights, and practical exercises will guide you towards authenticity and fulfillment. It's time to embark on an extraordinary adventure of pursuing yourself and living the life you've always dreamed of. This is Pursuing Me. Welcome. My name is Kara, and this is the first episode of Pursuing Me. I thought it'd be fitting to talk about love on today's episode as the journey of pursuing yourself and self-exploration is a journey of love. In this episode, I'll be exploring what love is, what it isn't, and how to use this information to experience more love within ourselves and our relationships. So let's jump right in. What is love? So obviously, when I looked this up to just gather more information, there were a ton of definitions and opinions on what love is. No one could seem to agree. People said it was a noun, right? A thing, um, a feeling, an emotion, and some sort it as more of a verb, like an action. In my opinion, love is a feeling or emotion and an action rooted in acceptance, unselfishness, care, and concern, free from attachment, expectations, and without wanting anything in return. Now, to me, there's a difference between love in itself and being in love. So what's the difference? Love isn't attached to expecting or needing anything in return. But being in love is that thing we feel when someone fills a void or gives us something we're longing for. Like when we meet someone and they make us feel safe or give us a sense of belonging. Maybe they provide financial security or simply make us feel desired and beautiful. I think that's what in love is and what we mean when we tell ourselves and the people around us, I think I've fallen in love, right? It's attached to something, some type of feeling. We're receiving something that's producing that feeling where love in itself isn't attached to anything at all. You could love a stranger. You could love a civilization of people without ever meeting them. Like love is free and not attached to anything. But I think what is the most important part of love is acceptance. Like you you must have acceptance in order for it to be love in the first place. Simply put, if we are not accepting someone so that we supposedly love for who they are, and instead we are fighting them in things they do or desiring them to change. And we've all been there. You know, we've all had a friend or somebody we're in a relationship with, or especially a family member. And we say we love them, but we want them to be different somehow. We want them to be more understanding, or we want them to act a certain way, or maybe be more organized or more empathetic or more affectionate. I mean, you you hear the key word is usually more. But how can that be love? Because 
is that us loving them or is that us loving the idea of who they can be or the person we want them to be? And so that's why I don't think that that's love at all. And there's nothing wrong with the being in love part, right? I feel like, and I correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but relationships and marriages that last 25, 30, 40, 50 years, they weren't always perfect, right? Maybe at some point they did fall in and out of love with each other. But as, lo as long as love is the foundation, it's not going anywhere. It's unbreakable. So I feel like acceptance is the key part of genuine, authentic love. So how does this relate to self-love? This form of love is especially important when it comes to self-love. When we accept ourselves, we stop harsh and negative self-talk. We practice more self-compassion and embrace our uniqueness, meaning less comparison to others. I feel like nowadays it's so hard for us to love ourselves because the media and society tells us who we should be from what we should look like, uh, what we should eat, what our social circles should be, what our relationships should look like, what our dreams should be, what, should, what we should be aspiring towards. But when you strip all those and you ask yourself what you really want and who you really are, that may look different from what you've been taught and what you see and what you've learned. And when you honor that and even more embrace it, now that is really loving yourself. So how can we practice more acceptance so that we can experience more genuine love? I have five key points. Number one, empathy through understanding. Understanding yourself, understanding others, putting yourselves in other people's shoes to truly get a feel of why their values are what they are, why they see the world that way, or why their needs and love languages are what they are. Like for me, a little bit of disclosure, I had a very very rough upbringing, um, a, a lot of instability. And so for me, my number one love language is acts of service because it provides stability for me. And sometimes people may not understand because maybe their love language is um, quality time or words of affirmation, which is all equal right? But you can't truly understand why somebody desires or needs something that might be different from what you need to. You're able to put yourself in their shoes. Number two, letting go of things we cannot control or change. Now, I do plan to do an episode on this because I am a therapist and this is a theme that comes up a lot in my sessions, especially with individuals who struggle with anxiety. We have to learn to differentiate the things that are in our control and the things that are out of our control and only focus on the things that are in our control because the rest is stressful and a waste of time. So letting go of things that we'll never be able to change brings us so much peace and gives us back more energy to put towards the things that really matter, which is loving ourselves and the people around us. 
Number three, being kind. Oof, it is so easy for us to be kind towards others and not ourselves. Um, but this can take practice. It's very doable. But talking to ourselves the way we would talk to the people we love the most, especially during hard times and when we might need advice. What would you tell your friend? What would you tell your mother? What would you tell your daughter or son? That should be the same things we're telling ourselves. And when it comes to other people, this is difficult when we're upset, right? When we're angry or hurt or sad or mad. It's sometimes hard to be kind because we're so engulfed in our own emotions and our own hurt and our own pain that we're unable to put that aside and still be kind towards others. Number four, recognizing positive aspects and perceived negative things. So when it comes to other people, we might say, oh, they're too this or they're too that. But you know what? That same person has a lot of strengths and a lot of great qualities. And maybe that thing that makes them different or annoys us also has some positive traits in that. And so being able to pick out, recognize, identify the positives in a negative situation. And lastly, number five. Focus on strengths. We all have flaws. This is a fact and it will never change. There is no such thing as perfect or perfection. So let's just accept that, right? Move that to the side and focus on the things we're really good at and the things that make us so special and unique and wonderful. We can look at the flaws and, you know, pick out the things that we can improve on and get better at certain things, but that should never be the focus. And that's where the balance is skewed in a lot of us. We focus on the negative and it just drives us crazy. So focusing on the strength. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. Please join me next week where we will explore why we seem to keep going through the same old painful experiences in our lives over and over and how to stop the cycle. Until next time, stay curious, stay kind, and stay true to yourself. The information provided in Pursuing Me podcast is for general informational purposes only. The podcast hosts and guests are not acting as licensed professionals and the content shared should not be considered as a substitute for professional advice, therapy, or counseling. It is important to remember that each individual's journey of self-discovery is unique and what works for one person may not work for another. We strongly encourage you to speak and seek professional guidance or support from qualified experts if you are facing significant personal challenges or require specific advice. Always consult with a licensed professional or healthcare provider for any mental health, emotional, or psychological concerns you may have. By listening to Pursuing Me, you agree that the hosts, guests, creators, and open AI should not be held responsible or liable for any direct or indirect damages or consequences arising from the use or misuse of the information provided. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, or professional diagnosis or medical intervention. Assessing or otherwise using the podcast does not create a therapist-patient relationship between you and the host and or any guests appearing on the show.